<laughs> Planet Fuzz podcast episode, I think it's five. It should be five. And we have Mr. Daniel Sukula. I'm so excited to have you after having known you for so many years. Literally. <laughs> so many years. Over, over so long. Like, How long have we known each other? Literally. Probably over over over, over, ten. Over, over ten years for sure. Over ten years for over sure. Over ten years for sure. Because you see me right as a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, when you're running around and I'm playing football. <laughs> <laughs> w- waiting to get in the pitch. <laughs> From Bobby's. Bobby's. Trying to get the pitch. Yeah, tell me, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm All blessed. I'm blessed, blessed to be here. So for people um, who don't know, or for people who know, Daniel is... The founder of Be The Best Community. CIC. CIC, community group. Mm -hmm. For young people. For young people. And not just actually for young people, but for almost all Mm -hmm. people. Because Be The Best is, what I see it as, is a place where anybody could kind of, you know, get Mm -hmm. in touch with you and be like, listen, I need a bit of help with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about you and your background, where you're from, who are you? Yeah, yeah. So about me, it's probably long if I tell you, but um, I'm 31 years old. Okay. I'm from Congo, so Democratic Republic of Congo. Colorful they, they, Congo. Yeah, there's two of them, so don't right. get it mixed up. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Congo Brazzaville yeah. and then Congo Kinshasa. So okay. I'm from Congo Kinshasa. Okay. And I've been in Bolton now for over 15 years. Wow. So I came here when I was 11. Okay. You know, I was 11. I came with my, my family. Yeah, to look for a better life. So that's where we've been based in Bolton, and this is this. To be honest, I call this home. You know, this this place treated me like home. So, and this is where my kids are born. Yeah. So I've got two two daughters. Okay. And another one on the way. Oh. <laughs> you know, I've got two girls now. Yes. So we're hoping. This one Beautiful. will be, you know what I mean? We hope ah. this one will be a boy. So, innit? Oh, so you've not, uh, you've we, not we're not planning that yet. So we and go you're not gonna. I, I don't want to, but obviously, you know, women, they, okay. always, they always want to find out. I think, I'll be honest, I know you want a son, uh, like any father would, they would love a son. Yeah. But um, in my uh, culture, mm-hmm. my mom and dad, they always used to say that um, daughters bring like wealth. It's a blessing, yeah. In, in the family. And mm-hmm. a third daughter would just be like the perfect number. Definitely. A blessing. And, and you're like, they, they would just wrap you around. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I'm saying. It's a perfect number. But right about now, there's two, and then including my partner, so I've got a fiance, <laughs> and like I feel like outnumbered, <laughs> you know, I'm outnumbered. I can't watch football, I can't watch boxing, oh, you know. God. That's how difficult it is. So imagine having another girl. Yeah, it's gonna be even harder for uh, me. And, you, you know and I mean? obviously, when you have uh, daughters and you have a wife as well, yeah, um, it's like you love them so much because you want to protect them. This the women in the house, the girls is, in the house. This is what I mean. Whereas a boy, when he's 16, 17, you're yeah, a bit easy enough. Yeah, a bit easy. Exactly. Whereas when a girl is a 16, 17 year old girl, you're more protective. More protective, I know. The, nine, she's the eldest, she's nine now. I'm already protective, so imagine when they turn 16. You can say no, as I, I don't have kids, but mm. I'm sure you can say no to a son, but it's very it's, hard to I say know, no to a daughter. To a daughter. You know what I mean? Once they look at you with them eyes like, Daddy, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's it. They won me over. So that's, that's, that's me. So two yeah. kids. And a fiance. Yeah. Uh, we've been together now for over ten years. I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she's um, uh, she's from Jamaica. She's from Jamaica. Beautiful culture. You beautiful know what I mean? People. Like, and I went to Jamaica. Like, let's say nearly two years, mm-hmm. and I proposed to her on my thirtieth. Wow. You know what I mean? So I'm are you gonna get married there? Yeah, I, I'm gonna get married here. This is okay. home, right? Okay. You know what I mean? In my in my culture, we always believe you always have to do it at home. Okay. You know, so I went to do the proposal mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. So I want the wedding to be in the UK. You know, you said that uh, you want the wedding to be at home. You count UK as home. Yes. Even though you're from Congo, you lived a lot of your life in mm-hmm. Congo. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, that's back home. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've almost embraced UK and be like, you know what? This yeah. is actually my home. This is Why my is home. Because to be honest, like I said, like living like back home, like yeah. my motherland, we left it to come here to look for a better life. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, if you know the history of Congo, like many years ago, it was a war-torn country, mm. you know. And if our country was perfect, mm. then we probably wouldn't be here. Obviously, we came here with my family. And around 2005, you know, 
we received a letter from the home office, you know, to say we need to go back. Mm. You know, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that's my life has been a lot. There's been a lot of things that I've I've been through. So and interesting. And then 2005 was one of them when we got a letter to say you have to go back home. You know, so that was totally crazy for my family, for my parents. You know, for me, I was I was still young, mm. so it was a bit harder for my parents. You know, to know you've brought your kids to safety, mm. and now you're having to worry about going back home, you know. But obviously, the community of Bolton, or the UK, or the all of England, they didn't give up on us, you know. Things were really hard, you know. There's times like, we were one of the first families in the UK to go through Section 9. So Section 9, that is when they stop all your benefit, mm. you know. They stop paying for the house, you know. So that's what my family went through. So we wow. didn't have we didn't have any any money, nothing yeah. at all. So yeah. We depended on the community. We depended on the people to come and help us. Yeah. You know, my family literally every week we lived on food parcels. You know, but this is this is the reason why I'm calling this home now. Because if it wasn't for these people, then I probably would have been back in Africa. Even though I love Africa, that's my home. You know, that's in my heart. But obviously here, the people came out. You know. If you've seen it, there, obviously there have been a lot of newspapers in the Bolton Evening News, on, on BBC and ITV, all these channels. So, like, people came out literally mm. to fight for my family. Even when the home office stopped paying, paying for the house, mm. the council refused to kick us out. You know, they said, mm. we're going to stay in the house. We don't, we don't have to pay for it. Even when there's no f- money for food, mm. neighbors, people from the street, People from all over wow. coming to bring wow. food. So that's the reason why, if this, that's the reason why I'm calling it home, you know, because if it wasn't home, then we wasn't going to get all this support from the, the community. And this is why you see me now, everything I do, it's all about the community because I know what these people did for me, you know. Mm, I get you. So this is why we're calling this home. I get you. So you said that the community came together, you know, for mm-hmm. you and etc. Mm-hmm. So you were in essence, an asylum seeker Yeah, right. in the mm-hmm. UK. How long were you an asylum seeker for? To be honest, we're an as- we came in the UK around 2002, mm-hmm. you know, and now it's like 2021. So, mm-hmm. so we were asylum seekers from 2002 mm-hmm. till 2008. Okay. So we didn't get our paper till 2008. Till 2008. So six years. Six years, you know, of struggle. How was it like? Six years of no guaranteed future. To be honest, like... Not, not knowing if you can go education, mm-hmm. school, uh, college, uni, mm-hmm. job. Like a normal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not being able to live like a normal person. It was hard. Like, obviously, experiences like that you can never forget. You know, I was young, but I still remember everything. Like, I remember the struggle. I remember seeing my mom cry every day. Wondering what we're going to eat tomorrow. Hmm. My mom crying every day like, or oh, should we look for ways? Maybe if the home office turn up, maybe you can hide in the attic. You know, I remember Damn, all, you know what I mean? Deep. I remember all that's them deep. talks. You see what I mean? That's not, that's not normal. You see what I mean? And at that age, that is not normal. at that age, I'm 15 years old, getting ready for my GCSEs. And then at the same time, going through everything that I was going through about being deported back home. So imagine at that tender age right you know because i saw the pain of my parents you know my mom really so worried about us going back home at that age i went to school we did like an english essay where you have to write like a a lot of history about yourself and that essay is what changed everything for me because in that essay i wrote about my family and how i'm worried about us going back home and then the english teacher when he marked it he read the story and he knew something was not right so they called me after school they called me up for a meeting asked me what's going on and explained what's going on that teacher like is called jason you know Mm. and it really hit him you know for a young guy to write something like that something must be really tough and uh, tough you know not right basically so he took it and then the other thing i did was while in school yeah on the computer you know in school like obviously but you're not allowed to go on and do other stuff while you're in class yeah but even though i was in class my head wasn't really that you know because all i'm thinking about is like what's gonna happen to my family so what i did then i went on the computer well, my teacher is not looking. <laughs> and then I'm looking for a journalist. Wow. You know what I mean? No and I, I, at 15 years old, I'm looking for journalists. So I literally 
find the journalist in, in London. I send them an email to, to tell them my, my family history and why I'm scared to go home. You know, and that journalist from London, he read that and he was so touched by, the, the, that by my story. And he did everything he could to come all the way to Bolton to see me. And I didn't tell my parents about none of this stuff. Because I knew if I tell him, they'll probably be scared. Like, oh, you can't talk to strangers and this, that. So I didn't tell him. And he came all the way from London. My parent didn't know. He knocked on my door. I brought him in. I told, to my, I told my parent, this is the person who's going to help us. You know, and... So at that age, what age were you then? I was 15. You took a step to say, I am going to go ahead and I am going to contact a journalist yep. who's going to come and who's going to maybe post our story, which will get a lot of uh, eyes. What made you kind of have that thought that, you know, this might take you somewhere? To be honest, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to take me anywhere. I just, at that time, you know, we're just trying. I'm Why just a trying. journalist out of everyone you could Because I thought if someone can read my story, a journalist will probably you know, be able to reach more people, you know. And the journalist that I found, it wasn't just any journalist. It's someone, a journalist that deals with immigration, you know. Okay. You see what I mean? So At I knew... 15 years old. Yes, yeah, so I knew someone like that <laughs> would help us. And wow. I mean, I'm trying to find the, 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 the article. So that's what I did. And obviously, that the journalists, my school teacher, they were really touched. So that's when we started this, the Sukula family campaign. So at 15 years old, I started a campaign for my family to stay in this country. And in essence, that campaign helped you stay here. I relate to you on a different level because mm -hmm. I was an asylum seeker too. And it's so It's tough. difficult. It's not tough day to day. That's mm -hmm. not the issue. The issue is the strain it takes on you mentally. Exactly. Having to see your friends go somewhere, do something that you, but you can't cannot do. do. At mm -hmm. that age, it's very hard. For mm -hmm. an adult, it's different. Yeah. They kind of understand this is their yeah, yeah, yeah. lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. This is not until they get the papers. This is the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But for a child... Yeah. It takes so much toll, especially on me. It took so much toll on me mm -hmm, as a mm -hmm, kid. Mm -hmm. And you have no prospect. Not at all. You're a nobody. No. You could be the most talented person, but you're a nobody. Mm -hmm. You're just a number. You know? mm -hmm. You're just a number on a piece of paper waiting to either get acceptance or rejection. Or the rejection. Mm -hmm. And when you do get the rejection, that's another story in its own. Exactly. <laughs> like you already don't have a future and now yeah. you don't. Mm -hmm. People, you know, not racist people, but people who don't understand what mm -hmm. it's like being an asylum seeker. It's difficult. We don't live in royal no. royalty money. This people is... like me and you, mm -hmm. this is, we're going to touch on this, that people don't understand the drive that someone like you and I have. Mm -hmm coming from the race if you imagine a race mm -hmm. and everybody's lining up yeah. we lined up behind them behind you know? we didn't even start at the starting line no we weren't even supposed to be in the race exactly you see what i mean and when we do certain things and a lot of people now don't understand it they even don't remember that we were yeah, yeah, yeah. people forget all that you know it's it's mad you you actually touched on that because i realized that you know during the blank life matter yeah you know, obviously, a lot of people that I went to school with, you know, and, you know, like, you, you see how everyone was talking about Black Lives Matter and a lot of, obviously, a lot of white people. Yeah. Like, wasn't happy about or white people saying Black Lives Matter, every life matter. Yes. And there was a, one of my friends from school, and I was really surprised that he came on my post and said, you can't talk about Black Lives Matter because look at you. You drive a nice car and you, you you got a business and you're doing all this and this that you know i was really so surprised like i'm thinking this person don't really understand the struggle i had to go through to get to where i am all they see now is you driving a nice car is you have a business but they don't see what's behind mm. and that's the issue i don't think anybody would understand it no i don't think it, they're not supposed to understand no. it no it's not supposed to be unless you've things. been there yourself then you won't understand. Even if I tell you, like, I didn't have no food to eat, you just, you won't understand. You think probably I'm making it up, you know? But if you've been through my shoes or you walked on my shoes, then you understand, like, yeah, what this guy is saying so is right. tell us about your, part, your time within here. It's not always been rainbow and sunshine. No. We know that. Mm. But tell us a bit of time uh, about how um, you paved your way out of certain situations mm. and certain things you got yourselves into. Mm. It's natural because yeah. 
you're in that environment that- it's natural because it's not like your father's an accountant no mm-hmm. <laughs> your mm-hmm. mom's a teacher or a mm-hmm. lawyer or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're brought up in that household mm-hmm. your mom and dad might be the best uh, people in the world but yeah. when times are tough yeah you do things that you know Definitely. to survive so talk mm-hmm. to me about uh, a bit about that how yeah <laughs> some obviously what really caused me to take the wrong path was due to i, I put it down to getting my papers a bit late you know because okay. i because i missed out on a lot of stuff what my friends were doing and i couldn't and i couldn't do it so once i got my paper that was like yeah i've got a free a bit of freedom you know i start going out a bit more Very you know making new friends and obviously our culture especially the african culture you know it's a bit really difficult it's really hard if you don't if you've not been brought up into like a african family you probably won't understand but the culture is more stricter you know very strict and my dad is a man of god and my mom she's a woman of god you know and they always expected me to be on that right path you mm. know but it always wasn't that case it wasn't it wasn't always that how case how did you end up in in quote unquote not on the right path so i think what kind of really pushed me was you know being out there the influence i always say the influence from the outside is more stronger than the inside you know because being young you're seeing all your friends like they, they can go parties they can do all this stuff it always wanted to, it, it was more like dragging me out like you know i need to go out i need to be out there and slowly slowly i started rebelling mm. you know i started not listening to my mom i started not listening to my dad you know then slowly i started getting into drinking and then smoking and then into other things and that's how it got to a point you know it got to a point where me and my dad we could not sit like this anymore you know like it got to a point where me and my dad proper argument like even close to fighting you know and that's cause my head was already even though i'm living in the house mm. my head is already living outside and i can't wait to break out and let's touch on this quickly is mm-hmm. what you said is you didn't have the freedom many many years to be a teenager yeah mm-hmm. neither did i mm-hmm. and when you do get that it's like the whole world has Definitely. now opened up uh, to me this this is what i mean and if you don't have the right people around you at that time you can easily lose your way and that's what happened with me like you know what i mean a lot of my friends a lot of the people that I surrounded myself with there wasn't on the right path you know and i don't blame them for being on the right path we didn't have the right role models or people that can guide us you know so i left home you know i went on the street you know and then obviously being on the street you have to survive you know you have to do whatever you have to do you know and i had no choice like how are you going to bring money you know if you don't do something you know crazy on the street like and that's that's how my life went you know i became you know like partying every week and drinking and doing all sorts and to me up all this I call it survival and, and I don't blame anyone who's out there who's doing it you know I don't blame no one at all and if I speak to anyone who's probably doing drugs or anything I don't tell I won't tell you or oh, don't do it you know I'm going to advise you but you have to first understand why that person is doing it you know if you don't understand how why that person is doing it then you don't tell them to stop you know and that was for me at that moment I had to do everything because I, I want to eat you know if i don't do it i'm not going to eat i'm not going to be able to pay for my house you know so that's why i got into that kind of situation and it took me many years for me to get out you know many years on the street and i'm i'm sure you all knew me all flyboy this this that you know from a young the age famous name flyboy you know what i mean from a young age the name on the street <laughs> from a, <laughs> what a name what a name you know what i mean from that being out there you know everyone you know you start feeling yourself in it like yeah yeah this is me now like you know i'm 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 touching money i'm doing all this stuff like you know this is the life you know this is the high life you know and it, once you get to that status or that kind of lifestyle it's really hard to break out you know cuz 
everyone is everyone respects you like everyone see me oh yeah that's my boy yeah he's doing his, his thing you know everyone respects you, you. Still kept that name because that's part of your private yeah, yeah. range this is uh, what i mean uh, i had you always like i said to people yeah you can never forget where you where you began or where you, you started have to embrace it you have to embrace part it of all of it is addressing who you this were. is this is what i mean so that that was it so everyone knew me flyboy and 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 to be honest i, I did from a young age from you know I did a lot of stuff, you know, not all, I'm not proud of it, but I don't regret it either because if I didn't go through that, then I won't be who I am today. So everything that I went through is the, the lessons that I teach young people now because I've been through that, you know, and I've, I've, I've seen it all. There's nothing that a young person can come and tell me now that I've not done. So you, you see what I mean? So despite my past not being the greatest, but... My past is what is inspiring and empowering other young people to not make the same mistakes that and I did. You, to hear. you see what I mean? So, but obviously, all that, that's, it was still really hard for me to break out until we got to a point where I've got a daughter now, you know, and I'm like, I'm a dad now. Yeah. You know, I need to yeah. start thinking uh, for my daughter's future, you know, I need to start thinking, you know, how I'm going to provide for her. You know, that's when things started, you know, slowly, slowly things in my head start clicking. You know, this is it. You know, how, how long are you going to live like this? You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm, I'm like, is this, is this me? Like, is this where I want to be? I'm starting thinking of the struggle, what my family went through to get here. And I'm starting thinking like days where we don't have no food or nothing like that. It comes back in my head, even though I might be maybe high or drunk and stuff like that. But then when you look at yourself in the mirror and you know, I have to do better. But that still didn't happen. Like I said, when you surround yourself around the wrong kind of people, it's really hard to break, to break free. Mm. And like they always say, if, you know, if there's five rich friends or four rich friends, you're more likely to be the fifth one. You know, and that's, that's the case, the situation that I was in. Like, you, you can't just break, break out because no. you're all doing the same thing. There's no one really who's going to give you an advice and say, do something different or do this you or know, get out. You know what I mean? So until 2015, you know, obviously, I went to uni before in 2009 and I dropped out on my final year, you know, because I couldn't do it anymore. Like, and I went back on the street and then I, I moved to Nottingham. And then in Nottingham now, that is when my head, you know, for obviously being away from your friends and from your family and my head started thinking differently now. And I was like, when I go back to Bolton, I'm going to change my life. You know, I want to be able to, to help people in the community. I want to be able to help young people and do all this. Like that's, it all started in Nottingham. Then I came back, instead of me changing, I went back to the old me again. And like I said, the people you surround yourself with, mm. that's who you become, you know. So despite all them good ideas that I had, once I came back to Bolton, everything went back in the water, you know. So I had to start again. And then 2015 now, you know, when Carlton, you know, when Carlton now died. He passed away, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Carlton, you know what I mean? Rest in peace in Carlton. You know, that is when things hit me, you know, you know. I cried like I could not believe it, you know. You know, we always hear about people dying. But when it hits home, that is when you realize like, what? You know, out of all the people, he was one of those people that you didn't think you're going to get a call yeah. for someone to say, oh, he's not here anymore. But it happened. And that was when I started home now. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't change my life now, mm. you know, this could be me. This could be another young person. This could be one of my friends. This could be my family. You know, I need to change now. You know, and that is when be the best. You decided. I decided start now. Something. I start something now. That's so I started the project. You know, but even before I even get to the project, obviously I had, like I said, I always, I've got many ideas, but obviously you need that drive. You need that push. But obviously Carton's death, you know, despite it being hard and painful, his death kind of pushed me to want to change my life, you know, and that's how my life became different, you know, from then till now, you know, I changed 
I've then changed my like I've, I've I won't say I, I didn't cut all my friends. I just changed my circle. You know, I still talk to my old friends. I'm still cool with them. But obviously, I surround myself now around people who motivate me. You know, people who talk business. You know, people who don't talk about girls or drinking. People who talking about the future. And that's the kind of people I surrounded myself with, you know. And I got, like, met really good people along the way. Like, people, like, quite high up who can advise me, mentor me. And, and this is where I am now. You have said that you obviously went down the wrong path because mm-hmm. of your circumstances and situations. And you had this constant battle of trying to come onto the right path, mm-hmm. but ending up in the yeah. wrong path again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of um, kids, or maybe someone who's watching this, mm-hmm. might feel like they can't leave mm-hmm. the game. They can't mm-hmm. leave mm-hmm. the street life. How did you do it? What was that? I want to really understand Daniel's brain as to what clicked. Not just someone's death, mm-hmm. because that made you upset as, mm-hmm. as a natural thing. But what was the thing where you said no more? Because I'm sure even mm-hmm. after the death, you might have had one or two here and there where you thought, let me go back there. Yeah, Things are not yeah, working yeah. now. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that thing that made you disciplined and determined not to go back? Mm-hmm. Aside the be yeah, the best yeah, in business, yeah. mm-hmm. to just stay on the right thing, to leave the house every morning, mm-hmm. wake up every morning, go to bed every night knowing I'm going to do the right thing mm-hmm. by people. What was that thought process? How did you do that? Like... <sighs> Because cutting old friends off is hard. It's hard. It's really hard. To be honest, like I said, it was really hard, really difficult. Like, you know, I've I've tried it many times and failed. You know, I'll cut friends for a bit and then I'll still go back. But when I got to that point now, I'm like, age is not going back. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm getting older. You know what I mean? Like, my kids are growing. My daughter is growing. You know, I've got two kids, you know. Yeah. Life needs to change. You know, if I don't do this now, then what's the future for my kids gonna be like? You know, my, my, my kids they're they're my motivation. You know, they they're the reason why I do what I do now. So it was really your daughters when they came into the picture. When they came into thought, the picture and I'm like, me? Do I really want my kids to go around people like this? But then someone who's let's say in their mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even early 30s mm-hmm. who's still in that cycle of life who has a child mm-hmm. how do they come out? Like I said it's all, all about what's inside of you you know you know you can, you can talk about it but if you don't decide like this is it like I need to take action now then it's not going to happen and that action it might be hard it might be the most difficult decision you're going to have to make but if you really want to change then you have to like for me it, it was, I won't say it was kind of easy, but what really helped me was once I decided and I made my mind and I said, this is going to be me. This is what I'm going to do with my life. You know, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking and all this. You need to find something that you can focus your mind on. Mm. You know, if you don't have nothing, then you, it's easy for you to go back. So for me, boxing was what really helped me to carry on doing what I do. You know, because you know, cause boxing, like, I changed my circle. I joined my local boxing gym, you know, and I started boxing there. Well, first, it started like a, for fun, then it got serious, you know what I mean? Started boxing with all the pros and everything like that. And then it got to a point where I started fighting amateurs. So that was me. Like, this is my mind. Now I've got something else to focus my mind on. Why? Um... Firstly, it's a very interesting thing that boxing is a very highly disciplined Definitely. sport. This is what I mean. It's not a week football, no, no. <laughs> one day a week football, no. one day a week tennis. No. no, it takes a lot. When you are sparring or mm-hmm. when you are just doing the bag work and etc., mm-hmm. it's not the same every doing once a week. No. You have to be at it, you yeah. have to be disciplined, you mm-hmm. have to do your miles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know you're crazy about your miles because <laughs> you'll be always videoing your miles. But it's a very disciplined sport. Definitely. And it seems like you embrace that I embrace discipline. That. Mm-hmm. And because that discipline kept you in the ring and in yep. the gym, that mm-hmm. discipline also kept you on the right path Definitely. and focused. Definitely. It went like hand in hand. This is what I mean. That's so, if someone, like, one advice mm-hmm. 
even it might not be advice, but mm. one thing, let's say you are telling your younger self 10 years ago, what would you say? Well, I would say like my younger self, obviously, always think about you. You know, you always need to put yourself first because sometimes when we grow up or when we get to a certain age, like we kind of get so lost around our friends, like you forget who you are. You know, once you know who you are, then you know the way, you know which way you're going and always stick on, on what you believe in. You know what I mean? Like there's many, like I said, there's many influences out there. But once you know who you are, you know, once you understand who you are, what you kept. So basically have a deep, deep look into yourself. Into yourself. Once you want, if you, you don't you know are, yourself, yeah. if you don't know yourself, then. That's very, that's, that's wisdom. You know what I mean? Because we, like me, I'm 25. You're, you're a bit older than me, mm -hmm. but you get lost. You get lost. Into the current world and social media and X, Y, Z. We get, we get really, really like this, carried away. This is what I mean. Like, and I've seen it. I got carried away. You know, and what was missing is I didn't understand who I was. I didn't know my purpose. Mm. You know, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? You know, once I found, like, I found who I was, then I could see clear now. Like, who I need to call. Yeah. You know, who I need close to me. Yeah. What I need to do. And, and that's my advice for any young person watching this. Like, you need to first find out who you are. Know your purpose. You know, forget all the media. Because when you have look into yourself, you really see, like, you see who you, you are. What's your purpose? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to do exactly. the crimes that you might mm -hmm. be doing or going, getting involved with the people? Are you really happy? That's this another thing. Because I mean. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. a lot of people who, who choose the wrong path or whatever, they're not happy. They're not happy. They're doing it just because they have to survive. They're doing it for acceptance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're doing it by mistake. Now they're mm -hmm, in it. Mm -hmm. Regardless, they're mm -hmm, not happy. Mm -hmm. Being able to go sleep at night knowing that you're doing everything Peaceful. correct way. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You sleep a lot better. This and also the I mean. other thing that a lot of kids might not understand is um, you said this off camera at first. Mm -hmm. You said material wealth mm -hmm. will come and go. Yeah, but life. You know? Time. Mm-hmm. It's so important. It's so and important. You address that your time is not going back. That mm -hmm. is so beautiful mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you had the maturity to say, I'm getting older. I'm getting older. How are my kids going to see me? Mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. I really want my daughter to know me as a flyboy? You know as much mean? as it's my past, mm -hmm. it's a nickname now, it's a but nickname now. Mm -hmm. do they really want to, you know? Mm -hmm. You want your kids to be proud. You know, you want your kids to look at you and be like, that's my dad. You know, that is my dad. You know, you don't want that's your kids. Deep. You, this is what I mean. That's very deep. You know, because you don't, don't want let your... that. Don't let that go over your head. That is no. very deep. Yeah. Not even if you don't have kids. Yeah. You, you, you might have siblings. Yes. You might have parents. Mm -hmm. That's my brother. You know what I mean? That's my that's son. That's my daughter. Yeah. This is what it's always. Even now, like when you see like your family doing well, you feel like, yeah, this is my sister. You know, this is my brother. Look at what he or she is Look, doing. You know what I mean? And you should always feel empowered by the people around you. You know, don't, you should not feel like, or like, or cause he's doing well and you feel bad about it. Then you, you're starting to limit yourself. Mm. And well, you're not going to feel empowered if you're in if, that area and that, circle anyways. Yes. You see what I mean? So One that, of the best advice I think I could give anyone my age or younger is get into the gym. Mm -hmm. Get into the gym, do some, some sport, something that you love, you know. Get into the gym, like, it's so important. I don't, you don't have to be the best athlete no. or whatever, but install a discipline into your yeah, life. This is what I mean, and I was missing that. I was missing discipline, bro. I you wake not, up at what time? I you wake, go sleep at what time? Yes, you go somewhere? Yeah. You know what I mean? There was days where I could not sleep if I don't drink or if I don't smoke. Wow. You know what I mean? Some days I'll leave my, 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 my missus at home and I say, I can't sleep. I need to go out and find something. Wow. That's, that's how it was. And, and how did she deal with this? This is what I mean. Like, it all depends on the kind of woman that you have. You know, how did she deal with her? You she, stuck through with her been, for how many years she now? She's been through a lot. That's why if you see me, Till now, that woman, she's been through a lot. And How many years you've been together? For over, not 12 years. 12 and she's stuck. She's been through that. If it wasn't for her, I would have probably been in jail by now. You know, but she was the one always dragging me out. How did, how, 
firstly, why do you think she's still with you? And the secondly mm-hmm. is how do you think this makes her feel from firstly what you, you used to be mm-hmm. to now? So talk to me about that. Why why so those two questions? So the first question I would say cuz she understand my purpose. You know? If your woman don't understand your purpose then why is she going to be with you? You know? She underst- she understood she could see what this man is capable of. You know, despite all the crazy, crazy stuff I used to do, there's moments when I sit down and, and I speak to her and I tell her, like, just trust in me. You know, and I, if, if you speak to her mom, she's in Jamaica, you know, all this, like, when we got, when we first started, her mom, everyone was worried. Everyone, you know, obviously coming from two different... Of course, because they're going to think their you know daughter I mean? is with someone who's, who's this is I'm what sorry, I mean. but who's a lunatic. This He's is crazy. What I mean. This is what I mean. And I, I, I did say to them, they just need to trust on me just to give me time. And she understood that purpose. She understood there's a time when a change is going to happen. You know, I, I wasn't the best man. You know what I mean? I did a lot of crazy things. But because she understood who this man was, this is the reason why she didn't give up. This is the reason why she's still with me now. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, she sees the benefit of it. You know, like I said, people, you, you can be a bad person. But then people change. Yeah. You know, there's always, you're always going to change. You're not always going to be the same. It all depends on the people around you. Mm. And she knew that the people I had around me kind of influenced me wrongly. So she kind of dragged me out. Like, you know, we, we used to have argument because she, she know I love being with my friends and this, this, that. But obviously. 12 years. 12 that years. Woman stood by you. By me, thick and thin, thick and thin. You know what I mean, and all. You know, she she deserves Shakira, right? Yeah. If you're watching this, I want you to watch this. Make sure you get the most lavish wedding. Make sure he gets you the most nicest thing for your wedding. Yeah, I'm setting you up. <laughs> she deserves. Make sure it. the she, ring is the she, most biggest. She deserves literally. Like, if you find a woman that loves you and and is talked by you for that long, then you know she's always it. smiling. You know what I mean? She's always a happy character. Yeah, she's literally. always smiling whenever I see her on pictures or anything on literally. videos. She's always smiling. Yeah. Same she, like your daughters. They're always happy for yeah. life. To be honest, like, like I said, she believed in me. You know, she always believed in me. You know, she always told me, Danny, you don't realize who you are. How did you, uh, how did you know she's the one? That one, I won't say it's a hard question, but she knew I was the one because obviously despite all the crazy stuff. How did you know? How did I know? Cause how she's, did you know? Because she's talked by me. You know, I did so many crazy things if it was any other woman. At what point did you know she was the one? Not might not be the first incident because mm-hmm. no disrespect, but mm-hmm. there are couples who like boyfriend goes to jail, mm-hmm. girlfriend yeah, no, sticks no. by. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. can happen. Well, at what point did you really realize that this woman, this lady, this person mm-hmm. is the other half of you? Mm-hmm. I realized that at the point where where you see everything you've put this woman through, you know, and she's still sticking by me. She she's still believing in me. You know, that is when I realized this is the one because, you know, some, some of my dreams, it might sound crazy. It's like when, when I started the project, you know, she was the one, the first one to even sit down to find, to hear about my ideas, you know. And when I tell her my ideas, not once she said, like, you cannot do it. This is not possible. Mm. You know, she always believed in me, like, yes, you can do anything. You know, you're unstoppable. You can do anything you put your mind to it, you know. And that's when I realized she's the one, you know, because not many girls. And that's when you went and yeah. said, listen, this I'm is get- it. Did you get on your knee? Yeah, I did it, <laughs> I did it right, right, right in Jamaica, bro. Wow. Jamaica. I love Jamaica. Right in Jamaica, right in Montego Bay in front of a wow. mom. Cause, and the reason why I did that, because... I think they deserve it. Because, like I said to you, I made a promise to a mom, like when, when we were a bit younger, that I would look after a daughter. You know, so when that's the reason why I went all the way to Jamaica. And before I proposed, I made sure to grab my mom by the hand. And I said to her, do you remember when I said to you? Wow. You know, that I'll look after your daughter. Wow. You know, now here I am. And when is the wedding going to be? The wedding, obviously the lockdown keep messing up yeah. everything. 
all the plans. Were you planning to do it? Yeah, we're planning, we're planning in the next couple of years, you know, God willing. Yeah. And then we're definitely going to do it. So it's in the planning. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a deep dive into who you are, mm-hmm. how you function. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a day in the life of Daniel Stula. How does it, how does it go? <laughs> so day. I'm guessing you wake up to uh, a lot of screaming with yes, the kids. Yes. My daughter, like, <laughs> usually, literally, she wakes up in the morning. And then I love making my kids food, like oh, breakfast. Wow. You know, that's something I love to do. Is that what you do all the time? All the time, you know. You have to do it. This I is... have to do it. This is just what I love to do. You know, once I wake up, make sure my kids are eating, get them ready for school, drop them school, you know, come home, you know, get on my computer and then work on my projects. That's my, like literally my day. If you come, if you come and spend a day with me, you probably get tired of reading, you know, or typing because this is all I do. Like. I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that I love to, you know, to learn more, you know. I always want to find out how people are doing things, I'm, you know. This is me. I always want to find out how opportunities for young people. Mm. You know, I spend hours on the computer looking for opportunities, not for me, but for other people. We'll touch on that. You did, you did do go and call. You did go on a course, didn't you, um, to uni? Yeah. What is it that you did? So I did community development and youth study. How long was that for? To be honest, that's why I say like things for me were kind of different, you know. Normally you're supposed to do three years, but I went and I did one year. And you finished it? I finished it. Wow. You know, so from dropping out of uni in, 20, in 2009, from my final year, and that was a computing course that I did, computing network. Wow. And then obviously from finding myself, knowing who I am, then I went to do a, a, a youth study, a youth mm. course. And obviously with that, it's always about bettering yourself. And like I said, once you find out who you are, then you know what you need to work on. How did you do it in one year? To be honest, it was really tough, like having a family as well, family life and running a project at the same time, you know. I remember so, you were walking around with books. Yeah, literally it was never easy. But like I said, if you put your mind to anything, then you can do it, you know. I was like... I you love... look so calm about it, but it's not a calm thing. No. I've, I, a three-year course in one year is not a joke. Yes. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a simple thing. It's not an everyday person. Oh, yeah, I did a three-year course in... I put a lot of sacrifice, like, you know, once I knew what I needed to do, you know, obviously helping young people, like, it's my passion. So doing three years in one year, didn't really bother me much. Like, I would go back again if I have to, you know, because that's something I'm passionate about. Once you know your passion, then it don't matter if you do it, like, for, for one year, two years, or three years. You know, it's all about your passion, and that's what really pushed me. Even though we had the lockdown, having to, to do my dissertation at home, you know, and everything else, I still managed to do it because this is my passion. I want to finish it. You know, once I knew the end, you know, I know the end. Like I, once, once I got into that course, I knew I'm going to finish it. You know, I'm not going to drop out. Imagine no one knew that was a uni because I kept it secret to everybody. I didn't want people to know. I just wanted to go focus and do my thing. And that's why I always say, not everything you do, people need to know. You know, sometimes you have to do it on the low key. Once you've done it, and then you let people know. And that's what I did. So put my head down. Focus on the course, you know, kept on studying, and I did. Sometimes that's the best approach. It's just the best approach. Zone out, focus, don't, don't get into no communication. No. Just keep in your family circle mm-hmm. and just solely be obs- obsessed about getting this thing done. This is what I did. It's, same thing goes for your project that mm-hmm. we'll come on to now is mm-hmm. be the best. Mm-hmm. When you started it, I'll never forget the day you rang me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you said, I'm starting this, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, get involved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you were almost crazily mm-hmm. obsessed. Literally. You were obsessed with this project. Mm-hmm. Now, you could have done anything in life, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You, you've done well in your life to come this far, yeah. but you could have been anyone and anything. Mm-hmm. Why? choose a route where you have to put energy into other people as in helping people mm-hmm. why 
in a day and age where it's all about making money and yeah, successful, yeah, yeah. this might not be the most well-paid route that you could have taken. Mm-hmm. You could have got a nine-to-five, work mm-hmm. your way up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why this? Why youth work? Why a CIC? Like youth work, like I said, for me, I've, I've been brought up in a family that always help people. You know, like I said, my mom and dad, they're both godly people. You know, I always seen my mom helping people. I see my dad helping people. And obviously, with what my family went through, that was, well, that was also key because if it wasn't for these people, then how was my family going to survive? So people gave their time to, to walk, to march, mm. for us to stay here. You know, people came, saved their money or their food. For you guys to eat. For, for us to eat. So this is why, you know, I do what I do now. At what point did you like think, I'm Daniel Sukula, I'm going to help people? At the point where, like, uh, I've, I've seen, I've realized who I am once I understood who I am. And I know I don't want any other young people to go through that. You know, obviously, we missed on a lot of opportunities, you know. Many of the people we grew up with, they were very talented in music, football, and all these kind of things. But we didn't have that one person who can open doors for us, you know. So a lot of our talents went, went down the waist. But obviously, I realized, I'm like, you know, I think I can do this, you know. I can be the one, the voice for the young people. I can be the one to open doors, creating opportunities and this, this, that. And that is what really I did, you know. So young people don't have to, to make the mistakes that we did mm. or that the mistake that I made. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what really got me to do the project. Now, it's amazing that you do all this and um, that you're doing all this now, helping kids and mm-hmm. etc. It's fantastic work. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask you straight up. Mm-hmm. You have to make money. Yep. Bills have to get paid. Mm. How does that come into being someone who wants to help people? Mm. How do you bring the finances in? How, mm. how do you sustain yourself? Because mm. at the end of the day, you've got your own family to feed. Exactly. Mouse to feed. Mm-hmm. Someone might say, turn around and say, well, he's just started this to get the grants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is he actually doing? Because there are... Pop up, organi- pop up organizations that come up and do this. Yeah, we know them. ourselves there's been stuff like this in our town, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, We've not mm-hmm. followed it through. Mm-hmm. But you have obviously been obsessed and determined with this so far. Yeah. But for someone who's watching this, who might not have any idea, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's always seems like, a, it seems like a myth how a youth organization works. Yeah, exactly. It seems like the guy at the top, the CEO or the founder, mm-hmm. is this brilliant person who's helping everyone. Mm-hmm. But there's a business to it. Mm-hmm. people have to get paid exactly. bills have to get paid so exactly. talk to us about that for the people <laughs> yeah so like I said my passion right it's all about helping young, helping young people or helping the community money is the last thing on my mind because if money was the first thing on my mind I could go and do a 9 to 5 job you know I had a good job like I was doing I was an insurance advisor before okay you know which was paying me well so I could have stuck to that but obviously the passion that I have is why I do what I do right now. So money, you know, we could, we could talk about money. You know, everyone needs money to survive. Of course. You know what I mean? And which is understandable. You know, and there's one wise man like a, that spoke to me. He said, Daniel, I know you always talk about you want to help young people or you want to do this for the community, but you need to be thinking about yourself as well. Like, it's not, we can't say, oh, you're not doing it for money because you have to feed your kids, you have to feed your family. You know, but as it stands, when I started the project, obviously, when you start something, you're not just going to make money from it straight away. It takes time. You know, maybe for some people, it takes longer than others. For me personally, taking long till now, I don't, I, don't get no, I don't get no payment from what I do. You know what I mean? Nothing. You know, people from outside, they might not see it, but I don't like literally... Within a, a project, even as the CEO of a project, you know, there's things that's got high priority, you know, and such as paying bills, you know, for the building and making sure, like, we have activities for the young people, equipments and everything else, you know, and that was my main focus. So money was just like, okay, there's a time that money is going to come, but right about now, 
It's about laying a good foundation. So this is what I've been doing for the past years, just building a foundation and getting, making sure young people have all the best equipment. I'm sure if you've been to the building before or you've seen the equipment that we have in there, we always made sure to get young people the best. And we're running a project as well. What people don't really understand, yeah? Fundings. You can apply for funding and get funding. Yeah, that's fine. But then within, when, when, when it comes to funding, for the funders to give you the money, they need, to see a, they need to see what you're doing with the money. You know, I know people can lie, oh, they did this and they did that. You know, but it's all about who you are. And I know who I am and I know why I do this. I don't do this for, for me to be rich. You know, I do this for me to, to help young people. So I always made sure to, to make sure like we're providing what we, like we're doing what we're supposed to do for the young people, which is providing opportunities, taking them on trips and all this. Yeah. So I want people to understand that there is a way for you to be able to help people and not be broke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't have to be no. on the streets no. and help people. Mm-hmm. You're still a human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You still have a roof for your own mm-hmm, self. You still mm-hmm. have mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. You're successfully able to have a CIC yeah. or a charity or anything, a youth organization, help people mm-hmm. and still make a living. Yeah, but like, like I said, but to get to that point, mm-hmm. it takes a lot yeah, of this determination. Is what, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not like, like just today, oh, I decided to take a path where I'm no, going to help people. No, I'm going to no. get kids to do this, 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 no. and now I can pay myself. Mm-hmm. It don't no. work like that. If this it did, everybody would have done it. Everybody would have done it. And that's why I said to you, this is why you see, after it be the best, like up five years ago, mm. you know, till now, I'm not getting making nothing from it. So if, if I didn't have the passion, I'm telling you now, I would not be doing this. Like, why would I be leaving my family? I could leave my house in the morning, go out all day, or sitting all day on the computer and helping other people, you know, not spending time with my family when I'm not getting paid from it. You know, and that's it's, why that, you know more than more than money. It's energy that you've it's put in. It's energy you put in. Energy you put in. Sacrifice everything into it. Obviously, money is gonna come, but for me, I always say like laying a foundation is yeah. always better. Cause right about now, once there's a solid foundation, like with in, let's say five to ten years, then the project is gonna be sustainable. But if I just put mine up, I, I put everything about money right now within five years this project is going to disappear so you're in this for the long run for the long run I'm the not, I, I want to leave a legacy you know i'm not doing this for a short term because if it was for a short term then five years ago i would have given up you know but you would have taken the money i would have taken the money and gone you know but i'm doing it for the long term i'm seeing the future for my kids one day like i said we not we don't live forever you know there's gonna be a time where i'm gone but i won't I've left the legacy. I want to be the best to carry on when I'm not here. Other young people to come and, and take it forward and even expand to other towns and other cities. So like I said, like, in terms of money, the way how I sustain myself is through obviously doing other jobs. So I was still working. Like, I, want, I want people to understand this. Mm-hmm. So You were actually... Doing the project whilst doing whilst other jobs to try and fund the project. To try and fund the project. You know? I know this on a personal level because mm-hmm. I know you personally. You but know I remember I mean? calling you and like, I'm at work. You know what I mean? I was like, what? You just have be the best. You like doing something would be the best before. This, this is what I mean. Like, I've been doing other jobs, you know, like uh, for other projects. And then also, I've got a good woman. My partner also works, so she's been supporting me as she well. She must have sacrificed a lot. She sacrificed a lot, you know this. what I mean? Because imagine... Your she man- could turn around, sorry, but she mm-hmm. could turn around and say, Daniel, go and get a job. I know. Feed the girls. This is what I mean. Why are you doing all this? Da-da-da, helping people. You Why do you want to be Mahatma Gandhi? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why do you want to be everybody's father? This is what I mean. You know what I'm saying? You have your own families to feed. This I'm is sure there mean. might have been like sometime tension, like... You telling Shakira, like, listen, this is, this is my it's dream. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. her being like, you know what? I need to mm-hmm. bite my teeth and mm-hmm. really help him, help this man get that's, there. That's why I said she understood who I, who I am. You know, she knew my purpose. This is the reason why, despite no money coming in from it, she believed in me because she knows. I always say to her, trust me, one day everything's going to be all right. It might not seem like it right now. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for five years. We're not making a lot of money from it or nothing from it, but I know, I know myself, 
You know, and I believe, and I always say to my partner, and I believe in five to ten years, we're going to be sitting down and, and be like, do you remember them days when we didn't have money coming in and look, look at the project? Now, obviously, that, that point is going to come. You know, my vision is not just for me to be employed or to be getting paid from it. My vision is to create jobs. Thank you. You know, this that, is why yeah, I'm doing this. That is very, very you know, important. I want to be able to create jobs in, in, in let's say... When you do a project like this, mm-hmm. it's inevitable mm-hmm. that you're going to need to get a receptionist, mm-hmm. a yes. cleaner, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. And, and you know, charity, owner, charity uh, CEOs or founders pay themselves as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And it's just part of the business. It's it is a business. business. You're doing a job. This is what I'm saying, isn't it? What people don't understand, yeah? Is you're actually doing a job. You're putting a lot of hours, a lot of time. A lot of hours. It, compared know? to the hours that you actually yes. maybe credit yourself for. Yes. You put in like five, six, be, seven I hours. Be, I could be there probably to like three, four o'clock in the morning. It's not the hours, and, and Daniel, I'm, that I'm, matters. It's that energy that you put this in. This is what I mean. It's and, a lot and, of energy. And man. a lot of people, that's what I said to you, to see me carrying on till now, it's got the passion, the drive, you know. I know my purpose. I know who I'm going to be. Mm. How do you, um, how would you say someone questioning your credibility? Mm-hmm. To be honest. How, what makes you credible, a credible person for me to give my son over to you to so take like, him to such a thing? Like I said, it all depends on who you are. Like, you know, people might know me from a past, but then, like I said, people change. You know, it's all, you know, the energy from you as well. Like, you know, I'm, I'm able to be around certain people and I don't feel the energy, you know, and I know that kind of person. I can, if, I, if my energy and I don't connect with you, why am I going to send my kids to you? Hmm. You see what I mean? So for me, a lot of people, like, I'm a, I'm a friendly person. Everyone knows Daniel just smiles and I just talk to anybody. Like, yeah. you know, that energy that I give up to people, this is why you see people trust me. This is why you see parents that trust me with the kids. I have parents that call me, oh, my son is not listening. Can you speak to him? And they listen to me. <laughs> you know, I get yeah. calls at the middle of the night, you know, oh, this young person has been stabbed and this, this, that. You know what I mean? Why do you think them parents trust me? Because they know the energy that I give up to them. You know? So for someone who has no clue of what Be The Best is, mm-hmm. never heard of it, tell, tell them in a very uh, simple way, what is Be The Best? So Be The Best, in short, the name is probably self-explanatory, Six, like, you know, yeah. so Be The Best is a youth organization for young people from the age of 11 to 25 years old. And the main aim and goals of Be The Best is to help young people, like, to be on the right path and to, to, to find themselves, to know who they are, you know. And like, like I keep going, going back to, you know, once you know your purpose, then everything becomes clearer. So with Be The Best, we want to help young people to understand who they are, you know, so then we can help them to reach it, you know. So we're creating opportunities for young people like football, music, dance. There's a lot of stuff that comes with it. You know, rock climbing, biking. Rock climbing, biking. That, you do everything. And, and then CV building. CV building. You know, a, men, what is it? Public speaking. Yeah, personal training. Men- mentoring. Everything. You know, we're doing quite a lot for young people. You know, so this is what Be The Best is all about. It's about helping young people to reach their full potential. You're always on it. On it. You have to put yourself out there. You know, believe, once you believe, you know who you are. You speak, you stand in front of anybody. And that's what I did. And obviously, that allowed me to build good connection with a lot of people, individuals, companies. Mm. And all these people, all these connections that I have right now. Is what helps be the best to be what it is. So I know if a young person needs a job, I can hit up one of my people and say, I've got a young person who needs a job. Or if a young person needs qualifications, oh, I know who to go to. So, so you're almost like that link. The link, signposting young people to, to different organizations. You know, here, you this. need this, Look, you know. For the, for the people, last night uh, we were talking and he said, because uh, of my podcast he said do you need a logo making i was like yeah yeah sure because my logo is very basic and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and he said and i messaged him saying so do you know anyone who makes a logo he goes 
No, I make the logo. I was like, what? <laughs> this like, man does everything. A lot of stuff, like, you know what I mean? I like, what? He made a logo, like, within five minutes, he sent me a logo. I was like, oh, buff, I couldn't take it in. I was like, when did you make logos? <laughs> Literally, I, I do a lot of stuff, so it's not just about, obviously, I work on, be the best is really my passion, you know, but I've got other things that I do that I love to do, which is, like, uh, creating uh, stuff, like, posters, logos, so all the logos that I do, I don't actually charge people. You know, I just do it for free. So mm-hmm. anyone that comes to me, you want me to do your logo. For me, even my partner says, why you keep putting so much time building logos for people and you're not getting paid for it? You know, and I, like I said, for me, it's just that passion about helping people. You know, just doing things for people. I know one day it's going to pay. But- you, know, you know, you're so nice. Mm-hmm. People are not used to people being this nice. No. It's it's uh, unorthodox. No, no. In mm-hmm. this day and age, someone mm-hmm. nice. Everybody's got like some agenda behind something. Yes, I just do. I just do things because my heart. Like yeah, I'm just helping people. But like. but why? Because I know people. Why? What people did for me, you know. Why not take something out of this? Pay yourself a little bit. Because I know there's a time for everything. You know, there's when there's why a time. Why so like uh, unselfish? Because I know, like, to be honest, like I said, I've, I'm, I'm a Christian, you know, I believe in God, and I know in the Bible, or even in the Quran, like, whatever religion, like, you know, it always tells us about helping people, you know, the, the hand that helps, that hand receives more, you know, and I believe what I do, even if it doesn't pay now, I know it's definitely going to pay back one day. You know what I mean? Because the hand that helps, the hand receives more. You know, and that's what I have in my heart. And I know I'm going to keep on doing it. You know, this is just me. Like, I, I love to help people. I love to be there for people. You know, and I know God will look, in, look, look into me one day and be like, you know, my son has done a lot for the people. Let me just, <laughs> you know, let me bless it's him. It's also self-satisfaction. Yes, I feel good about it. You know, look, at, uh, was it last week? We're doing stuff with Urban Outreach, which is another charity that helps people, like with food donations and stuff like that. So, I've seen you were in the morning. You know I mean? So I'm going there. We're not getting paid. And I'm taking people there to help sort our food parcels for people in need. You know, I don't have to do that, you know. But obviously, I get a satisfaction from doing things for people. You know, that's my passion. This is who I am, you know. You're also a scout. Yeah, I'm also a scout for Liverpool Football Club. Who are not going to win the league this season. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. Argue as much as you want. (laughs) They are not winning the league. But um, if you're a young person, what age group do you scout? So the age group is from, let's say, from five to eight years old. So five to eight. So if you're a young person between five to eight... Mm Uh, if you're a parent watching this, whoever, mm-hmm. if you've got a kid who you want to train up, who you, who mm-hmm. you think has the skill, yeah. or, or maybe you're not sure if they have the skill, mm-hmm. maybe you want them to try out mm-hmm. and, and see what level they're at, mm-hmm. hit, hit up Daniel and um, I'm sure he'll help you. Yeah. He'll put you in the right direction. Yeah. Maybe your mm-hmm. um, child has the opportunity to go for a trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't just yet, but yeah. he'll, be the, he'll be the guy. Yeah. to be able to direct you yeah. and you know i love what you do because yeah. my dream was to be someone and mm-hmm. someone maybe not doing this 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 yeah, but yeah. i had nobody like you this is what i mean That's i had I nobody said, I, I was saying, like you i was saying the other day i was speaking to somebody i said if i had someone like myself when i was growing up life would know, have been a lot different yeah right it's just that person like let's mm. say my friend comes to me saying yo i need that i'll just say Bring up Daniel. Yeah. Someone says, I need to mm-hmm. bring up Daniel. I know your phone will be blowing up, this but is that's I mean. the whole point. This is and if I mean. there was at least a handful of Daniels mm-hmm. in the community, mm-hmm. this is not a competition. No, this is, this is not mean. a competition. This is why you see as part of Be The Best, like obviously once the, the lockdown is over, we're going to have like uh, summer camps where young people can come with ideas and we help them how to develop it. Mm. How to, how to, to strategize and everything else and how to do it and this is what i'm very excited you know there's a lot of i'm I'm sure you'll have somewhere in your big planet to have my small planet (laughs) my planet files involved because there's a lot to be honest 
there's a lot of exciting things coming. You know, I know you probably watch this and think, this guy dreams too big, you know. Dreams too big. You know, but like I said, I know myself. You know, I know who I am. You know, and I believe you probably watch this video maybe 10 years down the line and be like, Daniel said this, like, there's big things coming. When we, that's the exact you know point I mean? of this show is, there's you big know, things two, coming. three, five years down you the know, line. You know, you're all going to be surprised, you know, of what's to come. Like, I, I can't say everything right now. But it's all in my head. All it's in all head. in a paper. And I'll be ringing up Daniel like, get me the links. Get it's me the God, links to no, Spotify. Got, get me the links it's, to it's, this. It's and, 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 and when I ring them and say, the number you're trying to call is... <laughs> <laughs> but listen, fly boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm so here. much. Thank no, you so, thank so you. much. Take Honored. time out of your busy schedule Honored. for Planet Fuzz. Um, mm -hmm. I hope to do this with you next year. Definitely. When... Things are, you know, more mm -hmm. secure and some of your projects and trials mm -hmm. and tribulations have finished and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're in a much more solid place mm -hmm, and to see mm -hmm. how far you've taken this. Definitely. And we'll keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. Like, yeah. Keep inspiring people. This is Brilliant. what we do. Brilliant. Yeah. Listen, if you like this, you know what to do. If you don't like this, you know what to do. Mm -hmm. If you want to subscribe, you know what to do. And if you don't want to subscribe, I don't know what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Peace. Be the best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>